It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast for 2023, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your good podcast from. Well, it's a Thursday morning, the 16th of February and spare a thought for the poor old Kiwis as climate change destroys part of the the North Island. Some of those pictures have been absolutely harrowing to look at, which will bring no doubt significant changes to New Zealand's building recovery and the infrastructural changes to the building code moving beyond this, which is the most destructive cyclone storm event in New Zealand's history. But right now, let's uh, head across to Perth this morning to talk to Gavin Hegney, property commentator. And good morning, Gavin. Never a dull moment, of course, in Perth. Always something happening. And the run of great weather you have been having is the envy of other cities, even Brisbane, dare I say it. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, my you know, my my wishes, best wishes, go out to New Zealand with the plight they're having with their uh, circumstances. And I, I know every country seems to have its fair share of that. Our moment, of course, is in the sun at the moment, and we are enjoying impeccable weather in Western Australia. Coming towards the end of summer, we've had a few really hot days, and that's tested to the energy supplies and everything else. But um, no, good. And the climate for the property market here is quite interesting as well. Really robust. All right, well, we'll check on that all coming up with you in just a moment. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. And if you're wondering what is Australia's oldest house, one that is in competition for that title is Cadman's Cottage, uh, one of Sydney's colonial remaining relics. Now, it stood for over 200 years. It was built Built in 1816, originally built for the governor's 52-man boat crew, and it has over the years been repurposed as a transport headquarters and a water police station. The building, if you're interested, is made of sandstone and was named after John Cadman, and it overlooks Sydney's city with the waterfront just 100 metres away. And right now, let's go from the oldest home in Australia to finding out another property tip and we go to David in Mossman. David, what have you got for us this morning? Uh, look, my my biggest property tip for this market is aimed at property sellers and that comes down to presentation and making sure that you invest the right amount of time and money into making your property present at its very best. Uh, in particular, I would say that the frontage of the property needs to look absolutely fantastic and welcoming because when people turn up to your property, they make a decision in the car as to whether they're going to get out and have a look or not. And good property marketing is all about inclusion and getting as many people through that door as you possibly can. So making sure that they don't just drive off means that you'll get a much better price if you take the time and and invest that time and money into presenting at its very, very best. We are just as addicted to property as you are. The Real Estate Podcast. And if you're celebrating your birthday today for February the 16th, happy 
happy birthday to you. Also celebrating with you is Alan Page, a Canadian actor turning 36 today. Emma Watson, the British actor and model, she is turning 33. And Daniel Radcliffe, he is only 34 today. I'm not sure how old he was when he started Harry Potter, but it must have been pretty young. And John Bernthal, the American actor, he is turning 47. It's the main centre forecast. And let's head around the country on your Thursday morning, checking on Sydney weather. It should be mainly fine with some sunshine, 28 degrees. Melbourne also sunshine, a little bit of cloud cover, and it's going to be quite sticky with 35. Brisbane expecting fine conditions with 30. And in Perth today expecting another sunny day and your temperature just 27 degrees. If you've got a question that needs answering, you can email us at myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. We feature market updates, interviews and trends. It's your real estate podcast for breakfast. And we are back with Gavin Higney this morning from Perth. And Gavin, what's your advice at the moment for first home buyers in the Perth market for 2023? Yeah, well, we've actually seen first home buyers numbers actually uh, declining slightly and mainly centering around sentiment, rising interest rates, decreased borrowing capacity. Uh, But the unique thing about uh, Perth market is that the rental market is really strong, but importantly, the the yields on the residential property in the lower end, particularly in Perth, are some of the highest in Australia, I think second highest in Australia at the moment. So there's still an incentive for first-time buyers to buy. Uh, And in many instances, with rents rising at between 20% upwards a year in some areas, it still maintains cheaper to buy than, than rent if people can get access to the money to to buy what they want. What about investor selling pressures? Because I understand there's been a lot of investors that have been selling. What's going on in that market space? Yeah, we had, a, we had a long decline in our market where a lot of people bought properties and they declined for probably six or seven years. And like any market, when it goes backwards and people have invested, as soon as it goes back to the price that they paid, they, 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 they jump and they, they, and they get scared and they jump out and they go, I can get my money back, I'm out of here. And that's been happening for the last 18 months with about a 1,000 sales a month net being sold into the market from investors. And that's contributed to two things. One, it's watered down what otherwise would have been growth rates, but I think that's coming to an end now. So that's that's a, quite unique to Perth as distinct from the rest of Australia, given that we're out of cycle with the rest of Australia in our, in our market. Last time we spoke, we were talking about the, the Sydney buyers that were getting in there very strongly into the Perth market. And I think you've got some numbers that are suggesting there's quite a bit of international activity as well into Perth at the moment. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Um, you know, you look at the international searches for property and they're all searching property for available for rent, except for uh, actually out of India. Uh, the biggest searches are coming for property to purchase. And we are seeing international students Students arriving and 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 being reinstated, and a lot of uh, international Indian students. So the Indian community is um, increasing its presence in in Perth, and they're they're strong overseas buyers at the moment, particularly in the northeast and southeast corridors of Perth. How will regional Western Australia perform? Do you think in 2023, particularly the southwest region? Yeah, well, the southwest really got pushed with the pandemic. Everyone fled to the country for fresh air and space and, and sort of germ-free, if you like. Um, and so there's a little bit of cyclical movement in that, but there is also still demographic pressure into the southwest, and the southwest 
property is is generally now on par with Perth. It generally does best when it's cheaper than Perth, but people are moving to the southwest. And importantly, people stopped moving out of the southwest into Perth. So that caused a bit of a push in values. Good prices down the southwest and very hard to get a rental property. You'd have to wait. You might have to wait a month to get a, a reasonable rental property down there. Mm, and that was my next question is what is the current uh, status of the rental listings in Perth? And I guess just as equally important is what are the changes faced by tenants? Yeah, um, so you know, we have got some tenancy legislation which probably goes more in favour of the tenant than the landlord uh, that's going through at the moment. The challenge for tenants is getting a property. You know, you really are up against, you're probably paying higher than the asking rent. You're competing against between 10 and 20 others for it. It is really, really tough, particularly at the lower rent. And that's not unlikely to change until we see investors start buying properties again. And they have to buy off, not other investors, but off homeowner occupiers, which transfers it to purchasing pressure. So rental market really strong, vacancy rate around 0.4. We have about 1,500 properties available for rent. Give you an example though, uh, just before Christmas, one of the universities rings and says, well, I need 500 properties for our overseas students moving in. And that's just one of the three big universities which is working with overseas students. So our rental market's tightened up even more. And um, and unfortunately, that constrains growth. It constrains opportunity for workers to move in. It constrains opportunity for a business and it constrains opportunity for the education sector as well. That's a big ask, isn't it? 500 properties and interest rates. Of course, nine days ago, we had the interest rate rise. What sort of impact on Western Australia property market do you think that the interest rate is going to have compared to other eastern states? Well, probably, I mean, it certainly has an impact. You can't raise interest rates, you know, nine times and not have an effect on how people are feeling and what they can borrow. So borrowing capacity down exactly the same as the rest of Australia. The difference is, though, with Perth, is that we have some of the highest wages in the country and some of the lowest amounts of loans in the country. So we're probably a bit better placed to absorb interest rate rises given those two factors than if we were, you know, sort of having a lot lower wages and a lot higher prices we're trying to support. So we're only trying to support a median house price somewhere around half of Sydney, uh, around 500000 We're doing it with wages on average that are on par. So you can see that there's probably less impact for interest rates. Interest rates typically affect the upgrade market. So that's the sort of the, the 750 to $2 million market in, in Perth. That had a bit of a run prior to interest rates going up. That's probably the market that's probably been affected by it, but marginally, not, not anywhere near as much as what I've, you know, I've seen sort of happening in, um, in, the, in the Sydneys of this world. All right then, Gavin, always great to catch up with you there in Perth. Thanks again for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast and enjoy your Thursday amongst all of that sunshine today. My pleasure and thank you for having me and all the best to, uh, again, to, uh, I, uh, New Zealand works out their woes. I'm sure they will and they'll come out bigger and stronger than they ever were. So best of luck to them too. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 